frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. everybody welcome back to film code it is me the one and only phoenix cloud and joined by of course the undisputed code breaking champion himself brandon how are you sir man i am good phoenix it is good to be back uh i need you know you keep calling me undisputed i need one of those uh i need one of those wwe titles hold it up every time yeah you yes. call me the undisputed we, we However, I'm not going to be wearing Roman Reigns' title because that looks that, that that title looks terrible. <laughs> we need to get a film code title, yeah, know, modified. That'd be that'd be nice. Um, feel free to donate to our show, and we can do that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's awesome to be back. We are in the middle of Spooky Month this season, so our next few episodes will be dedicated to the creepy, crawly kind of movies. Um, and we are continuing because <laughs> we did Psycho last week. We are continuing with another one this week, a big favorite of yours, and I'm hoping soon to be mine. <laughs> we are talking The Shining, directed by Stanley Kubrick, based off the book by Stephen King, starring Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall. Uh, I wish I knew the kid's name. Uh, Danny? Well, I know the character's name, but not the character's the name. name is Danny. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nothing IMDb can't fix. Right. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I should know this. Um, literally, it's just, it's mainly just three characters. Jack, right. Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall. His name is literally Danny Lloyd. Danny Lloyd. That's amazing. Okay. And, and Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers. Uh, uh, um, and then also joined by uh, Joe Turkle. So, this is a movie you specifically requested. <laughs> this is one that you are super high on. This is my second time officially seeing it. Uh, how many times have you seen this movie now? I have now seen this. I've actually seen this one time, but I'm seeing it for the second time in my life in theaters. As the day, as time of this recording, I'm seeing it in theaters in 11 days, and I cannot wait. Okay. Now, that is that is dope. I think... I might have. I, I would have liked to have seen this in theaters. I think that would have been a very interesting experience. Um, so, t- you, you. I don't know if anyone listening has never seen The Shining. It is a forty-three some odd year old movie. Um, it is one of the more celebrated um, Kubrick films, or the more celebrated Stephen King adaptations. There was a recent. What would we call it? Sequel? Reboot? <laughs> Soft sequel? Soft sequel, yeah. Uh, Doctor Sleep that came out, what was that, 2017? 2019. 2019. Okay, dope. Um, that it's you are not a alert, big fan. it's not that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are not a big fan of. Um, I've yet to see that movie. I don't think I want to see it, really, honestly. No. But, uh, <laughs> so, The Shining, what particular drew you to this movie to for us to discuss this week um you know we're talking about spooky season and for me just like okay so i guess i'm getting my rating out of the way now 
after first watch, I started looking at back at different scenes. I'm like, okay, I think this might not only be my favorite horror movie, it's already made its way on, on the top 15 of all time for me. So I'm like, okay, we're talking horror films. I can't let this escape this month because if we don't record this month, I doubt we'll ever do it. <laughs> okay. So. Fair, fair. <laughs> that yeah, is probably so. a good, that's probably a good call because yeah, um, this I saw this uh, a while back. I was uh, probably yeah, this is probably last year or so when I finally sat down to watch The Shining because I was doing another podcast and we were covering Stanley Kubrick films. Uh, this was one of them. Um, so I got to see like six Stanley Kubrick films right off the right off the bat, uh, which is a great way to, you know, dive into any director's filmography, just get to see their vision. Kubrick has a ton of movies that I really, really love, really super love. Dr. Strangelove, uh, Full Metal Jacket, obviously, Clockwork Orange. These are all great, great films. And then he's got a couple other ones that I'm not super high on. Like Spartacus, like uh, 2001, just not big on. The Shining is somewhere in between for me. It, at least it, it was the, in first viewing uh, because I, I'd i always heard about this movie. And to me, you know, you hear Stanley Kubrick's directing a, a horror movie based on a book by Stephen King. You expect it to be one of the all time great horror movies and for a lot of people, it is. For me, I just, I never gathered what I was supposed to be afraid of, <laughs> right, the whole time. And I think that was the disconnect for me. So I'm curious what, like, what is it for you? The, do, do you know what we're supposed to be afraid of in this movie? I wouldn't say afraid of anything. For me, it's it's more of an unnerving movie. There, like, there are so many times where, like, Jack Nicholson will intentionally look at the camera. Like, there are so many times where just the score, and it's it's not leading up to a jump scare, but it's leading to something. It's the slow crawl. It's the never-ending stares from Jack Nicholson when he's just like deadpan staring at something, and it's like slowly zooming in on his face. It's it's that kind of horror. There's you're not you yourself are not supposed to be scared of anything. Danny and Shelly, not Shelly, um, Danny and Wendy. I called her by her actress name. Yeah, uh, Danny and Wendy are supposed to be the ones like dealing with the de-evolution of the great Jack Torrance. Right, right. And I think on second viewing, I gathered more of that. Like to me, what really stood out this second time is the atmosphere that uh-huh. Stanley created um, pretty much throughout this entire film. Like you got this, the Overlook Hotel, which is beautiful, like sprawling, mm-hmm. grand design. It's got these idyllic, you know, shots around it. Um, but you find out like at some point, like obviously it's got a history of violence, right? Uh, you, there was a murder there. There was, you know, I think this is, it was built on like a uh, Native American ground. So like, it's uh it's got a history of violence from that. So like basically what I gathered this time is that the Overlook Hotel itself is the evil entity and that it is constantly drawing that 
that evil out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like, I get that. And I thought that was really unique and interesting. It's just a bunch of other stuff that's in this movie that I feel like I'm not sure we really need it. I'm not sure what it adds. It kind of feels disconnected. Like in short, like what, what I gathered from this movie is there are scenes in it that are some of the best horror work of all time. Like there's some great scenes like in it that have some of the best horror work of all time. And then there's other stuff where I'm like, this feels like it was just here to fill time. This is where I disagree. Cause there's a lot of moments where like you, you just, when you're just sitting with, uh, with Jack Torrance and you just, you learned so much about his character, like from from the past. Like when he's sitting, um, I guess we'll break. Let's break the seal of spoilers right now. When he's sitting down with Lloyd, when, when he's sitting down with the best bartender, mm-hmm. Lloyd, and he's confessing his sins, you find out one, he's an alcoholic. Right. And two, he's he's an abuser. Mm-hmm. So, like the conversion from him wanting to bash Wendy's brains in, it doesn't. It's not that far fetched after you realize, like he beat his child, and he is he kind of abuses his wife. It's not that far fetched. No, it's not. It's not at all. Like to me. But that to me, like that sounds like a different movie, right? <laughs> like it's, it's like I like it seems like what what you're saying is the 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 horror aspect of it is an abusive husband coming out, right? No, no, it's it's the hotel bringing out the worst of Jack Torrance, right? Right, because there are so many moments. Where, like, where he's slowly de- like devolving, uh, like when you see him on the typewriter, and he just types out um, "all work, no play" makes uh, Jackie boy a, a go astray or something. Jack a dull boy. Do- yeah. Jack a dull boy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I, that scene was hilarious. Uh, all I kept thinking of is the poor intern who had to like type that over and over again in different ways. Like, 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 oh man, <laughs> that day had to suck. But <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for that guy. But like, uh, that was a very like to me. That was like one of the more shocking, disturbing moments. Is like that's what this guy's been doing this whole time. <laughs> He hasn't written like an actual story. He's just written the same thing over and over again. Uh, Basically, from like from what I hear or from what I see, is um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, Um, for me, I I thought I'm just going to be all over the place. But for me, like he basically sold his soul to the devil for a Mm. drink Mm. because, like, he literally. Literally, he says, he's like, I would do anything for a drink right now. What happens? Lloyd shows up with a bunch of alcohol behind him. And, um, and like, um, 
he was like basically confessing his sins to the devil pretty much. And, Cause that's why, um, that's why after he takes his drink, um, for one, I'm looking at YouTube comments, um, on these scenes. Cause I kept going back and looking at different scenes, mainly the Lloyd scene. And, um, he's just, he's talking, he's talking to Lloyd and he takes the drink and he makes that face mm-hmm. like right after he takes that first sip. And people are like, yeah, this is how addicts are when they get to have the thing that they haven't had in forever. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And, and then he starts talking to Lloyd and he's like looking around before he confesses that he hurt Danny. And just, yeah, just like he's basically confessing his sins to the devil. And I think that's the moment where the hotel has him forever. Yeah. So like after I watched it again, I, I, I do what I never do, which is I went and found an explainer video because uh, <laughs> I was still a little bit lost on a few things. And one of the ones I found was about the final shot, right? Final shot of the movie. There's a close up of a frame of a picture of this party. Uh, that was in 1921. And you see Jack's face there. And there, they had two interesting theories about it, right? One was, uh, you know, the reincarnation theory, which is Jack was once there in 1921 he died, you know what I'm saying, and then he's re- he, the basically the spirit of those people can't leave that hotel, so they just get reborn, live a life, live to a certain age, and then always come back to the hotel. Like that's 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 one theory. The other theory is the absorption theory, which is like no, this this hotel, no matter who comes to it will eventually be be sucked into it. And like, so like that picture probably wasn't Jack, but now that uh, his soul belongs to the hotel, now he's in, he's stuck in that picture. And like, basically the idea was like, imagine someone screaming behind that face, that painted on smile that Jack has. I was like, okay, now that's terrifying. <laughs> like, I'm like, that was, like, that's actually really kind of scary. Um, so like, Since- since it's kind of up to uh, up to interpretation, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I see it as that picture continually adds souls as people die in that hotel. Yeah, and yeah. Jack just happened to be the next poor soul that was added to it. Yeah, and I, I I do like that theory because like that that's dark, right? And especially when you consider how many pictures were in the hotel. So how often has this happened, mm-hmm. right? And and then I'm starting to think like you know I think they lied to this man. <laughs> I think this was a punishment. Like this was a punishment because he he lost his job as a teacher for you know assaulting a student. He needed a job. They said, hey, you can have this, but uh, you know obviously it's closed. Like they gave him every excuse as to why there's no one there, why you know saying they can't run it during the winter. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's because. They know what happens there. Like this is, they're sending you literally to hell. <laughs> like, like maybe they know what happens, but like, yeah, I think I think they knew what they were doing when they when they did that. <laughs> like, so moving on to some behind the scenes, did you know that Danny Lloyd, the actor of Danny, did you know 
that the entire time filming this movie, he did not know he was doing a horror film. They kept that truth from him. I have no idea how. How? <laughs> I have no idea, but they kept that from him forever. So what did he think? I have no idea, but it worked. <laughs> okay, that's interesting, I guess. Like, not exactly sure how they s- sold that to him, but okay. my guess is, I mean, because my guess is like every scene that he's in, he's just, he's like, I think he's kind of to himself. Mm. Like, because I'm pretty sure in The Shining, at, tw- at the end, they didn't have actually, they didn't actually have Jack Nicholson chasing him around with an axe. It right. was just, they were just, oh, run here. Okay, now run there. Oh, run into yeah. the snow. And just like, and just kind of look shocked like you're getting a, like a like a birthday present or something. <laughs> like when he's making like, you know, like that close up of his face when he's like. Yeah. Yeah, like that. The only thing I don't understand was when he's walking around doing red rum. Yeah. Red <laughs> rum. Like, how do you make that? Like, how do you explain that's not a horror? Yeah. Like, maybe, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, it's an interesting tactic to use with child actors. You know, because, like, especially because you're like, hey, you don't want to be like, yeah, you're you're a part of a really scary movie. But, like, you know. We could play it for we we could we could shoot it with you a little bit differently so that the horror aspect of it doesn't really come through for you. You just mm-hmm. get, to, get to be in a movie, <laughs> like so you don't really get to know exactly what your work uh, contributes to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's an interesting way of doing it. I think that's kind of that's kind of cool. Keeps you innocent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until of course he watches it back, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so for me, yeah, like there's a couple of things that I just I I think I'm struggling with. Like, yeah, man, I'm interested to hear. Jack Nicholson is without a question, right? One of our greatest living actors, <laughs> right? Easily, but. I couldn't help but feel like he was probably the wrong choice for this movie. Hardcore disagree with you. There. I mean, yeah, I think everyone does. But like, like my my issue with it is Jack just has one of those faces where you're like, yeah, that guy's kind of, you know what I'm saying? He's probably off. So like it kind of t- took me out of the movie, especially like the first time I watched it was because I was like, yeah, of course that guy's going to snap. Like, look at him. You know what I'm saying? Like. So just it kind of felt a little bit too obvious to have Jack in the role. Uh, I'm not sure who else was around at the time, but like, uh, I don't know. Like, it, it just it, it. Obviously, when you do have Jack go crazy, Jack kills it. But like, it does seem a little weird to to cast Jack Nicholson in a role that obviously he can play. Is probably just a little bit too on the nose for me. I, I this is where I disagree. It's okay. just like I mean, because you you kind of expect him to go a little crazy, but right. there, here's the way I see it: is like because the more truth you learn about him, the more you realize, hey, he's not this picture perfect guy. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty shitty person, and so you you okay? You're like okay. Now I understand like why why. Jack Nicholson is the way he is. Like, of course he's going to go crazy. Yeah. He, 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 he abuses his child. He 
he's an alcoholic. And then he and then he lets the spirit of the hotel take over him. Yeah, like to me, like I guess Okay, so like the the best way I can explain it is coming into the movie the way that I came into it was I had always just heard about it, right? Always just heard about it. And of course I saw like little glimpses here and there of performance. And I was like, oh, so at some point, right? Just from the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, at some point, he's obviously going to go crazy because obviously I've seen, you know, here's Johnny. Like, I obviously know that that uh, point in the film. So I was just like, to me, it was like, it. I th- always thought that, like, in this movie, he was like a serial killer or something, you know, just a crazy person who happened to show up at the hotel with his family. And I'm glad that was not the case. Right, right. That's what I thought his role was like to come into it and realize, Oh no, he's the father. And he's, you know, with this family, I was like, well, why would you cast Jack Nicholson? Cause I'm like, of course he's crazy. <laughs> like, I'm just like, it just, it just felt like typecasting. <laughs> like, it felt like typecasting in my mind. And that's why I was like, I like, I, again, I don't know who else was around what actors were around at that time that maybe would have done, maybe wouldn't have been as much on the nose uh, as far as casting goes. But I mean, I can't deny he did a great job. It's Jack Nicholson. And you know, saying Jack Nicholson going crazy is one of, one of his more famous tropes. It just, yeah, it just mm-hmm. felt kind of like spot on in that regard. And I, again, I'm probably alone in that opinion. You are very much alone in that. <laughs> Yeah, no, just this this movie just in every way worked for me. Just there's like even even I guess Danny's quote powers of the shining mm-hmm. it works. Cause I mean it's it it prepares us for what's to happen sometimes. Okay. Remember earlier when I said that there felt like some scenes that were kind of fill in? Um those those are all involved, Danny. Because I don't, and maybe you can help me. What exactly is Shining? I don't get it. It's explained more in Doctor Sleep. Um, it's just you're able to communicate with others, others who have that, um, mm-hmm. and you're able to not exactly see the future, but kind of see what's going on elsewhere. Because mm-hmm. that's why, like with the Red Drum, a murder happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw that uh, when he typed out Red Rum, it was a murder because Jack Torrance killed um, Halloran. Mm-hmm. And so he he saw it happening, so that's why he wrote it. Mm. It's not, oh my God, look, I, I think there's a murder happening. No, he saw it from his perspective. Right. Um... It's it's yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's explained more in Doctor Sleep, and it actually makes a lot of sense. I feel like it's probably even better, more be- like sorry, I was about to say it's more better explained Doctor Sleep for sure. Because yeah. even though they call it The Shining, it's not focused on Danny's powers, right? And I think that's what kind of like threw it off for me because I was just like, I know that this aspect matters to some degree. But I just it wasn't coming through for me. Like on either viewing, I was just like, so what does this have to 
do with anything. Like, like the, the the one part that I got was like he could he could not really communicate, I guess, but like he could <laughs> see the dead. He, you know, what I'm saying he everybody could see the dead in that hotel. Yeah, so like I guess he just he just knew they were always there. I don't I don't know. It was it was. I feel like it's better explained in the book, like even even more so than it is in the in the reboot. Surprisingly, the book is actually quite a bit different mm-hmm. than the movie. Um, yeah. I mean, first of all, Danny, not Danny, uh, Jack uses a bat instead of an axe, mm-hmm. and he and he kills himself with the bat towards the end of the film. The maze doesn't exist. Um, mm-hmm. The shrubs are there, but they're animated shrubs of animals. Okay, <laughs> in the book. It's yeah, it's it's weird, but um, yeah, just there's a lot different in the book, and Stephen King didn't like actually didn't like the film adaptation. Yeah, yeah, but I heard that. honestly, I prefer the movie over the book here. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I again, I think there are absolutely scenes of this movie that work, like that are top tier horror like you could put it up against practically any movie and i'd be like yeah that that scene hell yeah like the scene where he sees the twins die dude that was terrifying like like, i was like dude that's insane the Mm -hmm. scene like of the blood pouring in through the uh the elevator through the elevator through the hallway i was like oh my god dude that's sick you know it took them it took them six months to film that scene (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) Like <laughs> no wonder they use it like so often, but like, but like um, the, the scene of the the lady in the tub who was like half who was dead coming back to life or whatever, like, dude, like horrifying. Like these these things are terrifying, no question about it. It's just I never understood how it all fit together. Correction: Before we get to that, it took a year. Oh. Dang. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For, for that one scene. <laughs> Kubrick was annoyed with the consistency of the fake blood, which kept messing up the electronic configurations of the elevator. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just think as a collection of scenes, right? Some of the best horror ever done. Yeah, I just can't understand how everything else tied into it. And that, that's my disconnect with it. It's it's the hotel. It's literally just the hotel. Slowly, because you spend the least amount of time with Jack Torrance, right? Yeah, you get a lot of scenes with him, but you spend more time with Shelley. God damn it, Wendy <laughs> and Danny, right? And and you and that's another thing. Like, why doesn't the hotel have the effect on Wendy that it has on Jack? Because Jack is the one dealing with the most issues. Mm. He's the one who is off by himself constantly. He's neglecting the wife and kid. He's out just t- writing his book. And in his free time, he just wants to drink. And he wants to just, just go crazy. And that's what happens. Mm. He slowly goes insane. The hotel gets to him. And boom, he snaps. And by the end of the film... It's just the hotel controlling him. It's there's no longer Jack, because right. like like his literally Jack's final lines in the film is just him murmuring and yelling. Mm-hmm. That's not Jack Torrance. That's the hotel. Mm. Okay, 
Uh, let's talk a little bit about Shelley Duvall. Um, I love Shelley Duvall in this movie. <laughs> like she's incredible. I, I, yeah, I think she's absolutely amazing. Um, and we know, like you know, Cooper was especially like you know. I don't know what kind of performance he wanted. I don't know what kind she was giving originally, but he kept pushing and kept pushing to get this kind of performance out of her. And she brought it, man. Like, you know, it worked because she's the one character in this movie who I'm like, I absolutely sympathize with. And, and I think I have to see what else she did uh, after this or before this. But to me, this is one of her best performances. 100%. He got like the best he could out of her. Yeah. Like there are so many times they reshot, reshot, and reshot. Yeah. And like, it just it made it so much more for the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you what you get is a woman who's pretty confident, pretty comfortable in her relationship. You could tell that she's still a little bit shaky with, you know, Jack's drinking and his his relationship to to their son. Um, but She's st- she you know she loves him she's she's devoted to this man and she goes from that level of you know comfort to completely like like unsure of where what's happening right you know what I'm saying and the loss of control that she feels for the situation that she's in and I think she plays it to such an extreme such an extreme from from where she started from that it, mm-hmm. it just works so incredibly well because I mean anybody who's in a situation where you you're isolated from the world and your partner goes insane like you know what I'm saying let's just that's that's a lot to deal with and I think she did yeah. an amazing job handling it 100 percent it's just that's what that's what makes this film so great is everybody gives their all yeah and I just I me personally I just see no flaws in this movie. No flaws. No flaws. Because just it's just a perfectly made film. Really? <laughs> like, I... dude, you you got to see the behind the scenes because, like, you got to even see like Jack Nicholson getting ready for a scene. Like, Me- he, mainly the axe scene. He's like, he's like ready to freaking murder somebody <laughs> for real. I mean, maybe I don't know. Like, because yeah, like. I like I understand the whole movie like I get what what happens to Jack what happens to this family why it happens to them I just I don't know I feel like it could have used a better foundation you know what I'm saying like it's just it's it's there and I see it and I see the connection that it that it made with a lot of people I just I wish it all worked fluidly, a little bit more fluidly than than it does. And, and I mean, it's still a great movie, still a great movie. Uh, but yeah, it's just I feel like I don't know. I'm just not connecting with something within it. I don't understand how. <laughs> I, I truly don't understand how. Yeah, I don't. That that we'll leave that up for the historians or something. I have no idea, but like, it's just not. I couldn't put it up, up there with 
I couldn't put it up there with Psycho. You know what I'm saying? I, I just oh, I easily could. I, I like I, I couldn't put it up there with Psycho. I couldn't really put it up there with like you know like one of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's good, and I get and I get it, and I see it. I just I don't know. Like so much of it. I would I would argue like so much of the first hour, I just don't I'm not sure I need like like I'm not sure I need that whole hour. The first hour establishes everything. Yeah, I probably need like maybe 20, 25 minutes of it, and then I don't need the rest. <laughs> and and then we can go into everything else from that first hour. But yeah, I just don't know how much of that we actually need. It, it, it's just it, it's probably too much I disagree I, I would I would love to see an updated version of this movie I would, would. not <laughs> I feel like I, I just I feel like there's you wouldn't get anywhere near what you had with this film if they redid it I just oh, no. they wouldn't cast good I I don't think they'd cast as near as good actors and actresses as we as we got for this film Uh, Some of the shots would be not as good. You'd be dealing with a lot of green screen, blue screen, CGI. (laughs) No thanks. Uh, I don't know. All right. Official ratings. What are we giving The Shining? Easy five stars. Like I said, it's a flawless movie for me. I wish I could be there with you. I'm going to ride a solid three and a half uh, for The Shining. At least bump it up to a four. Because originally you gave it a three and a half, and then I explained it more. At least bump it up to a four. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, like a very, very soft four. Uh, like more like a three point eight nine. But like, yeah, that we'll we'll, we'll go there. Um, yeah, it's 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 cool. I just I just wish I got more out of it. That's that's the only thing about it. All right, so let's move on to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. Brandon, what have you seen, man? I know you've seen a lot. What what has been good for you? Yeah. Okay, so in the, in the honor of spooky month i have went through and started watching um a lot of like horror films that i haven't seen before and my goal is to try and watch 31 of them before this month is over so um i sat down and watched um pearl I, I mean, I watched that and watched so many other movies but like so far this is number one on my list and i i gotta go with this one I watched X and Pearl, but Pearl just like to the moon, send me a goth to the moon. She is like <laughs> yes. such a fantastic actress. I don't under like I, I, I don't like infinity pool and I'm not blaming me a goth for that. Cause like she worked with what she got. Oh my God. She like, as the main, as the main actress of this movie. Oh my God. God, she's so good, <laughs> and I to, I don't I don't understand how she's able to play the main character in X and Pearl and play two separate characters. Right. And you you were like, okay, 
these are two completely different characters and you believe it. Yeah. I don't understand it. No, she, she is so good in Pearl. Like that final shot, man, oh, when yeah. she's like, <laughs> the husband, oh, I knew you'd come home. And it's just her smiling and just, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and and then you realize that he's the husband who supports her murder spree and participates oh. in like, oh my goodness. Yeah. It, it Pearl was fantastic. Like, like, like truly fantastic is one of the darkest movies I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me how much better it is from X. Like a lot See, of people like X and X is fine, but I'm just like the, like what you get in Pearl is like insane. Like it's really insane. And Mia Goff, bro, her performance is, is like she seriously, like yeah, like you said, man, put her to the moon, dude. She's ridiculously good. Like I listen, I love X. Like, but it's, it's nowhere near a five star for me. Mm-hmm. Pearl is almost at that point. I like, I gave it a four and a half star. Yeah, because it's just, it's just such a, a good movie, and I do not understand it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that movie's crazy. Um. So for me, uh, what I'm going to recommend, I don't know how many people haven't seen this movie yet, but uh, I went on like a weird uh, Saoirse Ronan kick recently. So um, I had to go back and revisit one of my favorites, and that is 2017's Lady Bird. Um, I love this movie. I love this movie so, so much. It's ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, like... It's it, it's funny because I spent like like two hours of this movie hating it, and then like the final five minutes, I was like, "Damn, this movie's good!" <laughs> like, like it was just it was amazing how it hit me like that. So, um, I I highly recommend the movie. It, it's it's such a great exploration of a writer, and you know, and especially me and coming of age uh, as a writer which I think is a story that is rarely told. Uh, and then you like coming of age as a female writer on top of that. So um, I, I adore this movie. Saoirse Ronan gives one of her best performances ever. Uh, she should be an Oscar winner at this point in my mind, particularly for this film. <laughs> so uh, that's Lady Bird from me, Pearl from Brandon. Excellent choices. Two very vastly different female-led movies. But check them out. Let us know what you guys think. All right. So. We don't have a code word this week. We're going to skip we, we, the code we, 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 we do have a code word this week, but we don't have our full crew. You're right. We're, we're going to skip the code word this week. We're going to get up out of here. Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C-Ears over on Twitter and oh, X and Letterboxd. Go check out what I'm watching. And yeah, thank you guys again for listening. I'm never calling it that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterbox under P.A. Cloudin. And as always, guys, please follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FilmCodePod. We will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.